Hi, welcome to the Pedestrian Fest podcast. My name is Michael Amland, where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Hey, everybody, this is Michael. Uh, Today's guest on the podcast is Jack Adamant. Jack Adamant is a singer-songwriter from Italy who lives and records in Stockholm. His new album, Obscure Places in Cupboards, is out now. You can check it out on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen. I think he's a great artist. He reminds me of the Get Up Kids, uh, Say Anything. Uh, He said he was influenced by Jay Mascus, so Dinosaur Jr., and he's a huge Subido fan. Super, super nice guy. I really like his album. Um, It's a great uh, collection of rock songs with really cool guitars, awesome drumming. Um, Jack is a super charming guy, and I really enjoyed this interview, and I hope you do as well. Uh, As always, uh, you know, follow the podcast on Twitter at Pedestrian. Uh, You can add us on YouTube now, or we're starting to add more videos, uh, so this will be up there as well. Uh, But if you prefer the audio, of course, you can listen to it here in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again. Cheers. All right, Jack Adamant, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are things going? Hello, Michael. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about you and your music? How did you get started? Uh, okay, do you want to have the backstory and everything since I started this whole project, or sure, just uh, yeah, yeah, it's well. a long story. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm Jack Adamant, and uh, I started this whole project around 2016, I should say. Yeah, it was uh, because I had a couple of songs, or more than a couple of songs, the ones that they didn't didn't fit actually the bands where I was playing before, because uh, I've been playing in. Uh, yeah, in a few bands. In some of them I was playing guitar, in others I was playing bass, in other bands I was just singing. And uh, every time I had these songs in the in a drawer, we can say, ready to to be released or just to to show the songs to, to somebody else. And I got in touch with this guy actually, Stefano from uh, AR Recordings. And uh, yeah, I'm talking about 2016. The guy is a uh, also in a band called uh, Agatha Rowlings, and uh, and he was starting actually this record, this uh, label back in the days. So when I introduced those songs to him, he was very keen on on the songs, and uh, yeah, we wanted to release like an EP in the beginning, five songs, very intimate, no drums, guitars, and uh, and vocals, and that was the first EP, uh, launch at twelve since eighty two more in the uh, folk, pop alley, should say. But but then we wanted to move on. And uh, I don't I don't like to repeat myself as well. So I wanted to have the full band back, uh, big drums, heavy guitars. So then we released like um, the full entire record uh, called Unkind, more inspired by Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Nirvana, I should say, R.E.M. Till the, the latest one, Obscure Places and Cupboards, that uh, we released recently in uh, in September last year, which is more punk, indie punk, I should say. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future we'll, uh, the, the kind of music will change as well. 
there would be an, a new evolution for the songs. That's really cool. I mean, I, I like that you're kind of switching the, the style up. Um, some artists kind of find their niche and, and stick with it. Um, as far as the, the new album that, you know, I, I definitely hear uh, you know, some of those early 90s influences that you're talking about, like, a, you know, R- R.E.M., and, and, and with this new one, um, the newest one, Obscure Places and Cupboards, I hear uh, kind of like, get up, kids. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. You know, kind of that early 2000s emo stuff that I, I loved. Um, and it's done really well. So I, it's cool you mentioned the Smashing Pumpkins. The guitars are huge on the album. So Thanks. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Yeah, actually, the Get Up Kids was one of the bands that I was listening a lot during the the making of this record, as any other punk band. Uh, yeah, recently I got into the Wonder Years, Sincere nice. Engineer, Goalkeeper. Yeah, you you got it. And uh, yeah, I was listening also to Michael Cronin and uh, mm-hmm. Campbell Apartment. So there were a lot of influences actually in this record and uh, a few songs actually were written before releasing this one, before the pandemic, because they were that kind of songs that were written and uh, left behind. You know, sometimes it's hard to find the the perfect form for those songs. So it's better to, to give them a rest and then probably take them back and give them a try. So that's interesting. That's what, Are you somebody that has a lot of like voice memos on their phone? Like you'll hear something and, and maybe come back to it or do you make a lot of demos? Yeah, God, yes. Thanks yeah. to the new phones where you can re- record stuff instead of just, I remember back in the days when you were sitting on a, on a bus and subway singing the melody on your mind because you don't want, you didn't want to forget it. Now yeah. you just can record some, some stuff on your phone and it's there. Fortunately. Yeah, it's amazing too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I remember a podcast a while back, Jim Atkins from Jimmy Eat World uh, said one of the songs in their latest album, he recorded the main guitar part on his iPhone, like using yeah. a voice memo, <laughs> and they just ended up moving it over to the final track. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's what happened for uh, for me and uh, most of the other songs that were written during the pandemic, though, when we actually were stuck home. And uh, uh, so we had a lot of time. Also experimenting with sound, I should say, that was a, a big thing. Because usually when you go to a studio, I remember when I was playing the previous band, Valeriana, we went to a studio and then, then you are on a budget, time restrictions, and everything has to move quick, as quick as possible. And there you don't have much time then to experiment with the amps or places. And uh, yeah, yeah it's probably like, look, that's... we got to get drums down, we got to get bass down. Right. You know, you've got mm. left, right guitar, let's go kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's really cool. Did you do most of the recording at home? Did you build kind of like different spaces in your house? Or was there a primary space where you were tracking? Uh, some songs, they were actually recorded here in um, uh, in Stockholm in, in a few studios. And uh, yeah, I just saved them. I was tracking the, some parts, some songs, and then... Uh, uh, everything was mixed in a home studio in, in Italy, though. So during the pandemic, and it was me and my drummer, uh, Jed, that we engineered everything. Uh, he's he's amazing uh, on it too. The drum makes great. Yeah, yeah. He took he took care of the yeah. drums, and he helped me also with the with engineering and uh, recording, mixing, 
And uh, yeah, he's amazing. He actually gave me the the big picture because when when you work too much on your stuff, then you lose track of what you're doing. And it's good to have on your side somebody that they can tell you you are overproducing this. Now it's yeah. too many guitars. It's getting too bass in the in the hooks. Something has to has to go away. You know what I mean? And uh, also we had this other guy Vix uh, playing bass every now and then. And uh, actually, this guy works for for a company called called Digital Bridge, and they helped with uh, distributing and promoting because he has like a kind of marketing company. So when he offered to help us for free, we said, "Yeah, absolutely, you can uh, you can help as much as you as you can." Yeah. But yeah, but that's that great. that's what we did. It's just a home studio and working hard. I think. Totally. Uh, I love the album cover too. Who designed that? It was Jed. It was Jed? Okay. Yeah. He designed the, the yeah. cover and uh, yeah, he always worked with the artwork and uh, music videos as well. Yeah, he's a brilliant mind though. And I'm really happy to, to have it on board. So I think that the title actually, Obscure Places and Cupboards, kind of uh, uh, comes from the, the way it was recorded, uh, the record, I should say in uh, different places. Uh, right. I remember myself actually singing in a closet or in the kitchen, living room, in the basement, and also with the amps. We combined actually real amps with the, with the digital ones. What were some anyway, of the real amps you were using along with the, uh, the digital ones? Epiphone, Fender, Marshall, but mainly yeah, uh, Vox yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah I hear like amps. an AC35 mm. in there, definitely. Mm. Very cool. Mainly when I was here in Stockholm, though, because uh, here I had a chance to go to different studios and they had a variety of amps. Yeah. yeah. So I, I said, okay, let's give it a try. Right. <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> certainly, yeah. That, that's always my favorite part when I was recording. It was just getting to try stuff I would never get myself. You know, um, they, they might have some like old amp from like the twenties or something. I'd be like, yeah, let's let's get it out. Let's try it out. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love like the runtime on the album. Was that intentional? Do you prefer shorter songs? Or do you think on the next one you're going to have like 20 minute jams, you know, <laughs> the contrast? Uh, oh, that's a good question, I think. I was a lot of inspired by, uh, guided by voices on the, yeah. on the length of the tracks. Super prolific band. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it's the new world, the way we are moving, social medias and stuff. Everything is so quick. It's like right. uh, you cannot expect people to, to listen to your songs for 20 minutes. Or... Yeah, 30 seconds is a lot yeah, to ask of people yeah. now. You know? <laughs> Just to give them a picture of what they will uh, find in the, in the record. So yeah. I think probably in the, in the future will be something to, to consider, though, about the length of the songs. But I, I think I found the right balance there. Two, three minutes, it's uh, it's good. If it takes more than three minutes, uh, I, I usually go back and try. Can I say this in a in a, in a more effective way, or yeah, synthesize or uh, summarizing things a little bit more, being more totally. concrete. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm. a concrete language is is the way to go. That, that's gonna resonate with people. Um, which, you know, 
what's kind of your favorite song on the record? Which one do you feel kind of encompasses what you were going for? Oh, actually, we had this discussion with uh, with Jed because we applied for a few festivals, and and now we start talking is like what kind of songs we need to play, or we have to play there. I think the the funniest way, the funniest to play is definitely you first and astray. They, yeah, like, the rockers. Uh, just yeah. simple chords, few chords, and uh, you can just focus on the performance. Uh, I think those two. Then we have Space Frame. That probably is the most meaningful of the of the record, inspired by my family. Yeah, there's a funny story behind. Anyway, just uh, I was thinking about my meeting my family now in a different scenario where uh, they didn't know me or they they just moved on moved on with uh, with their life without having me you know a little bit like uh, looking uh, through a mirror and seeing them how they they live they live their lives oh there huh. there was a strange idea that I had in mind but yeah, that's really cool <laughs> i mean kind of a, a maybe less good example of that it's like bruno mars when he wrote uh when i was your man he thought about his girl breaking up with him and they were like totally happy but i don't know that that's a great way to kind of it's a good exercise to kind of put your mind in a, a different place like that that's cool and i i love that song i mean that's sort of like the melancholy um notes you go for on the guitar really resonate with me i mean it, it reminds me of things that i love from like the smiths uh even uh do you ever listen to like pain to be impure at heart oh yeah 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 uh maybe the, uh, we use a little bit of flanger of course on the on some guitars just to, to yeah, create I... yeah this the movement the that feeling we wanted to to create yeah i'm, I'm a little... sucker for that stuff so I, I love it and there's a lot of cool little like tremolo melodies going on yeah right right the progressions so. exactly Really yeah, that's what we wanted to achieve. Um, when you play live, do you supplement? Like, do you add another guitar player or another keyboard player? Uh, actually, till now, with this new record, the, the the plan was to promote the the record a little bit more compared to the right. to the previous one, just to get to get the name outside out there. Yeah. And uh, rehearsing is—it's only me and uh, and Jed at the moment, which is uh, okay. is a little bit too stripped down, I should say. So mm -hmm. probably we need a bass player or an additional guitar. We are working on it. I'm not sure yet, but we, we'll see. Because now that mm, if we'll make it to those festivals and uh, with the first gigs, things are getting real. So we we have to focus on this and see how it will be. Only with with one guitar, I think it's missing something. Sometimes we lose track where we are. Especially Jed yeah. says, nah, it's hard to understand. It's like verse, chorus, and what's going to happen next? It's just you need, with a bass will be much easier, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I played in a three piece, and it it's a trade off. I mean, it's fun that it's just the three of you. Um, there's something great and compact about that, but mm -hmm. it's also uh, I, I was the front man back then, so I always felt like that aspect of connecting with the audience maybe dipped a little bit because I was so focused on still, I was more focused on like what chords I'm playing instead of, you know, trying to be in that front man kind of thing. And, and inherently, you, it, it takes away a little bit because, I mean, you can't put your guitar down and like, you know, get in somebody's yeah, face the mic yeah. and things like that. <laughs> so it's nice to have that ability to do that. Um, 
No, but also probably you need an additional guitar just to to make the sound a little the bit sonic. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And spread the sound a little bit more. I don't and know. definitely, I mean, with some of these songs, like the guitars are huge, so it, it would be be good to have someone else out there. Yeah, we overdubbed a lot, I should say. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it, when you said Smashing Pumpkins, I was like, yeah, this is melancholy and infinite sadness. Like, there's probably six guitars just. Yeah, Billy went crazy there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, what were like some of your primary guitars for the record? Like, what do you usually have to track with? Uh, a Gretsch was the main. Uh, cool. Yeah, was the the main one, the one that I used Very for cool. that one. Uh, I think a Fender two. Uh, that was in a, in a studio here in, in Stockholm. Like a Telecaster? A Telecaster, that's, like that's right, yeah. Yeah, Swiss Telecaster. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to buy a Jets Master, something that is uh, it's in my dreams. <laughs> so. Very, yeah, I mean, it's just such a cool guitar. That's fun, and get the tremolo arm and everything. Yeah, otherwise I was just recording with two guitars. About bass, uh, Rickenbacker and a Gibson Thunderbird. Very cool. And a Yamaha too. Vix was the his, ba his base, his main base that he was using. Yeah, I, I thought I saw a picture when you were playing a, a, a Rickenbacker bass. I was like, that's that's rocking. Yeah, that one has yeah. been used a lot. It was a yeah. secondhand bass that I bought here in, uh, in Sweden. Very cool. Still have it. I'm not gonna sell it. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's you keep that. I mean, that's that's a yeah, that's a, that's like an heirloom, you know. Somebody, if a family yeah, member he, wants to get into music. He has a meaning, so yeah, want to keep it for sure. Uh, what are some acts that you would like to tour with? Like, if you had any, you know, choice, like who you could go out on the road with? Oh, I was thinking maybe Wilco. Would be one that of would events. be awesome yeah, yeah. the whole stadium cool you'd be like the perfect opening act for them because wilco <laughs> will like sprawl out and play for two or three hours but you guys would just go out there and just like rock people's faces off for 40 minutes uh and this new british band that i discovered recently actually i'm, I'm wearing their t-shirt coastal fire department it's a grunge band cool pure grunge out there amazing very cool. Coastal file department. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, that's that right. Check that out. That's very cool. Otherwise, I think uh, Sebado, it's one of my Sebado? favorite bands. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I love them. That was Lou Barlow's project, right? Yeah. After, yeah. yeah. I love Sebado, Pixies, and uh, yeah. Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. Yeah. My... The top three bands that I love the most. My brother went and saw Dinosaur Junior a few years ago. He was just like, dude, I, I, I couldn't hear for like two weeks. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Same as me. Yeah. That's awesome. Extremely yeah, loud. Very, yeah. Well, I mean that that's a real they're they're not turning those down. Yeah. Yeah. Real experience. <laughs> it it would be interesting to see like who who's louder on the on the you know, the Richter scale. Like is it my bloody Valentine or Mine's Dinosaur Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Madane, uh, maybe? Yeah. Madane. They, they're allowed to. Awesome. I saw you're a Bob Mold fan, too. I, I got to see him solo a few years ago, which was cool. Yeah, Usker uh, Du and Bob Mold, I, I, I love the, the he'll sound. Go out there, he'll go out there by himself. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Always been inspired by Bob Mold since I started like playing guitar. 
And I remember also when we uh, were recording the first record, the launch at 12, I was inspired by Mashis, so solo project, Jay Muskis, and uh, Bob Mould. Uh, and I was listening a lot to Neutral Milk Hotel as well. Yeah. Neutral Milk yeah. Hotel. Yeah. I mean, classic, man. Uh, mm -hmm. Who kind of got you into that, into those kind of artists? Was that something you gravitated to like naturally or? Did you have like a, you know, like a family member was like, Hey, like you're getting into music, like check out this stuff. Uh, actually nobody in my family plays any instrument, I should say. Hmm. So I remember when I was a kid, I'm talking about when I was probably 10, 12, I was just writing the lyrics, but I couldn't play any instrument back then. And, uh, yeah, and my parents, they didn't want to spend any money buy me an actual guitar so i remember i was building my own guitar home and handmade guitar but it was not that's awesome didn't sound right right <laughs> so things changed actually when i finally convinced them to buy me my first acoustic guitar and so i could finally uh yeah make things happen i had those lyrics and finally a guitar and i was trying start recording stuff with a tape recorder, I remember back then. But I think the first time I heard about Dinosaur Junior was uh, in college. I think I was in a party and uh, someone was driving me home and just put the cassette in the in the stereo, in the tape uh, player. And then and then just uh, I heard this amazing, I think it was Where Have You, Where have you Been? Yeah. The, the yeah. record that this guy was playing for me. Because I remember the song, Get Me, and I asked him, like, uh, on the way home to play it, like, a few times more, please. <laughs> this band is amazing. And, uh, yeah, and he, he changed everything. Just uh, out of nowhere. I didn't know this guy. He just offered to, to drive me home. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Things happen uh, for a reason. Yeah, no, I mean, it It always sounds kind of funny when you when you hear that. But it it, it is true a lot of times. Um, do you have, you know, you were saying you were writing lyrics. Um, do you have any advice for somebody that wants to get into writing songs? Like kind of, you know, uh, the biggest advice that I usually can give is, uh, don't expect people to do things for you. Just, uh, try to learn yourself because it's the, it's very important. Even if you learn, for example, how to make a music video. One day, probably you, you will have a person that will make a music video for you. And the fact that you, you know the field, you can express better your idea and uh, yeah, talk the same language with the, with the person about what you want to achieve. So probably this is the, the best advice that just do things, learn, keep grinding. Yeah. That's, that's such solid, great advice. I mean, I, definitely. And there's the technology now to really kind of learn any aspect of that, that you want to learn. Cause like you said, with social media, yeah, uh, it's as much as it is like the albums and the videos and the songs, it's also that kind of presentation online and, you know, kind of finding like who you're marketing to. Yeah. I remember that after my first experience in a studio over here in, uh, in Stockholm, I, I was so passionate about, learning how how to record how to to mix all those sort of things how to mic an amplifier how to record a bass drums and stuff like that 
And now it's like with this new home studio era, everything is just, uh, it's easier, I think. It just, uh, it, it makes it easier to, to, to record your ideas, even if, if you just want to have some drafts and, uh, and show to somebody else, like, uh, well, what you, what, what you're doing. Mainly during the pandemic, I remember I was just uh, uh, trying to, to figure out my own workflow and my my template, because it's, especially when you start recording in, in a new record, then you, you don't have actually the direction, sound direction that you want to follow, that you want to follow. And uh, I remember that probably was Astray, the first one that Astray. I, I was I was playing I was playing the first chords on on a bass. So on the bass actually was uh, was born that song, and uh, that song dictates the the sound of the entire album. Yeah, because in, yeah, because you need a reference every time that you when especially when you're mixing, so you can right. back to and uh, say, oh, okay, the guitars this is, should sound this way. I should spread a little bit more the sound or the drums a little bit too, too quiet. The vocals need a little bit more distortion overdrive. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't want to understate it. Mean, I think you have a great like rock and roll voice. Like it's very unique. Cheers, man. Um, uh, yeah, cheers. Um, it, uh, it it just fits the songs. The melodies are really strong. Um, I was you know very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I you know fortunately I, I do get a lot of music that I, is not that polished. So I very definitely. Credit to you, man. It sounds great. Yeah, the vocals are always important. Uh, even though I love Dinosaur Juniors, Bob Mold. Uh, in the beginning, I was uh, every time that I was playing my my first recordings to somebody else, to the people that I know, they they usually the main feedback was the vocals are too quiet. Mm. You should, <laughs> should right. bump up the vocals. And uh, yeah, it makes uh, a big change. So. I think since I started recording till now, the, the volume on the on the on the vocals has changed, and uh, I'm pretty satisfied though. As you said, probably most of the people is for them is the first thing thing that they notice when they listen to to new song or that's new what music. they cue into. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you like? As far as tracking vocals, did you have like just like a little vocal booth that you set up and just kind of will go in and, and knock it out? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. In the in my home studio, uh, I do that. When I was in Stockholm, I had a proper studio, and there was a little bit different. But right. you know, you have the technology, even if to polish your voice, if it's not really well recorded, and uh, you are not recording on a tape. So it means you can have as many takes as you want. Although yeah. I have my three takes rule. Mm -hmm. So something that I, I prefer, I prefer no, no ended up mixing like too many takes, you know what I mean? Or yeah. editing too many takes. I prefer to have just three. So it can if sound I'm unnatural sometimes, if yeah. you're just like piecing them together too much, sometimes that could be cool too. If you kind of want it to sound a little digital, but yeah, I, I totally understand mm. what you're saying. No, but also when I'm tracking guitars, if the same part, I'm I'm recording the same part more than than uh, than three times, so then probably there is something that I need to review, go back, right. rehearse a little bit more, 
right. I, I I always apply these three uh, three takes rules to to my work, and it it makes Sorry. everything flowing a little bit the way I want. Because especially when you're mixing, if it's me mixing, I want that everything should be nat natural, and right. from from start to finish, everything should move a little bit faster than than you expect. Because if you got stuck. Then the creativity goes away, and yeah. I don't know. You're losing something there. Yeah, you. It's I don't know. It's similar to like almost like a buzz. You're like you're trying to keep this. Yeah. You know, good good time going. So I, I get that you want to work quick. But Kill the darlings. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Well, let's get into. Uh, some lightning round stuff. So these are just going to be some quick uh, questions, just top of your mind. Uh, you know, what what was your uh, best concert or favorite? Yeah, as I said, I thought it was Dinosaur Junior, the Dinosaur best concert. Junior. Yeah, that was in uh, 2013. 13. It was yeah, it was in um, in a place here in Stockholm called the Basers Lucen that actually got shut down a few years later. Probably Dinosaur Junior was one of the last concerts that they had because it was under a bridge, this, con this, uh, this place. And uh, here they're rebuilding and reconstructing things. So um, they had to, to shut down the place. And it was a big pity because they had a, such a good bands there like Bob Dylan, Lemonheads, Hives, wow. Strokes, and uh, yeah, big names. Huge artists, yeah, like Staples. Wow. And as you described, I remember that sound was massive, yeah, too loud. Like yeah. the, the day after, I still I was like, uh, my ears that were ringing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could put in earplugs, but why? What, what's it gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't do much. Yeah. With Maskis, uh, they don't do much. <laughs> do you have any like favorite uh, shows or movies that have inspired some of your songs? Um, I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais, actually. And, oh, it's uh, hilarious, yeah. Yeah, everything he does. I love it. Afterlife, The Office, uh, Derek. Uh, yeah, uh, all the documentaries or shows, actually, that he does. It's pretty funny, cheeky. Uh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. I, I, I showed my wife the invention of lying a few years ago. <laughs> she, she had never seen it. She was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> like, no, idea. no, but I love him. It's uh, yeah. he's a good one. Very much so. Um, well, awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, Jack. This has been a pleasure, man. I, again, I, I love your music. Uh, you know, where where should everybody find you? Oh, I have a website actually, jackadamant.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, of course. And uh, actually, we if if they want to buy like CD or tape, we also have tapes or merch everything it's on uh, Bandcamp. there they okay. can find me too cool and uh, uh i'll definitely link all of that for people and uh again man, thank you again for coming on the podcast uh, my pleasure love the record i'm looking forward to, to seeing you do more um definitely let me know if that festival date comes through hopefully i can watch it somehow yeah still waiting still waiting there we'll see if it's gonna Very happen cool. finger crossed right. yes absolutely <laughs> For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jack. Thank you. See you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thank you for listening to the Pedestrian at Best podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or anywhere else that you may be listening. You can add us on Twitter, just search at pedestrian, or you can add us on Instagram, just search pedestrian at best podcast. We hope you are doing well and thanks for listening.